1: Back, it's over his head. it gone. It's in the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. Damon Ortiz.
0: This is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. I
1: think it would be a big statement if John Farrell started Travis Shaw on opening day. And I'd be totally cool with it. Because I think it would... It, it, if that doesn't give Sandoval motivation to to play better defense and play better, period. Nothing will.
0: I think they're going to make Jeter that first unanimous vote. And I hate that about baseball writers. If you belong in the Hall of Fame, you get voted in the Hall of Fame.
2: Achievement or a new milestone. They don't just be like, hey, we, we signed this player,
0: for so we're going to have a ceremony. Like, no, no. Like Now, to your hosts. All right, Red Sox fans, Red Sox beat CLNS Media, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for your Boston Red Sox. Off-season edition, Jess Thomas, Lauren Campbell, Jared Scalley here for you. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore beat. Facebook is Red Sox Beat Podcast. Of course, at CLNS Media is the network. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. And, of course, the free mobile podcast app on iOS and Android where we, as well as all other network shows, fall. So you can listen on the drive, on the trend into the work in the morning, wherever you may be. You can kind of take us everywhere you go. And keep an eye on CLNSmedia.com as we'll be launching the new website very, very, very soon. We're all being trained in the back end at the moment. So uh, we'll be launching the new website very, very soon, which is very exciting for everyone at the network as well. Um, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Harry's Razors as well as DraftKings. So we appreciate them helping out with the show. And uh, guys, you know, off season edition. Despite, you know, no baseball, it's very unfortunate. As much as I'm loving the Celtics, I'm missing our baseball, but, you know, there's some stuff to talk about, and, uh, you know, you start off with GM meetings this week, and the biggest thing that's being tossed around, guys, and and there's a lot, there's some stuff to talk about, and, you know, around the league, there's, there's awards given out, things like that, but... The biggest name that's being tossed around right now is still Giancarlo Stanton, and his name is going to be tossed around, and it's going to be tossed around until he's dealt probably at the winter meetings, and even after that, it's going to be tossed around because everyone's going to want to talk about where he landed and what his new team is. Guys, I'm pretty sure he's going to be traded at some point. It's just a matter of where he goes, and his name has been brought up in multiple reports. But do you guys, before we get into the reports and things like that, do you guys think he's on a new team come the spring, or do you guys think he's a Marlin come the spring?
2: I think he's absolutely on a new team. I don't think there's any reason to think he would go back to the Marlins at this point. And I saw a report today that Derek Jeter hasn't even spoken with him because um, he really sees no reason to. I mean, I think that's. I think Stanton and Jeter should really get together at some point. I think that's somebody he Jeter should want to talk to. But um, whether it's winter meetings or whether it's you know before the end of this year, I think Stanton's going to have a new home
1: yeah I agree I think he'll be on a different team I don't think I don't think it's gonna be the Red Sox but I think it will be some team uh, that's not the Marlins I mean I just I just I mean we'll get into it more I'm sure but I just think the sox would have to give up way too much for him and I don't yeah I know he's great sure he's great but you'd have to give up some of your best young people and me personally I'm not willing to do that of whatever sox, you have left I'm not yeah so <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen
0: so look There's there's conflicting reports out this week, um, some saying he doesn't want to play in Boston. He already scratched off the Red Sox and St. Louis Cardinals off his radar and will not waive his – or veto his no-trade clause to go there. Um, Others have said – I think it was Evan Drellick of uh, now NBC Sports Boston reporting that he hasn't waived him out yet, and the only reason why he even considered maybe not coming here was the cold weather because he's from L.A and he now plays in Miami, so he's never really dealt with the cold. That being said, the Dodgers are apparently at the top of his list. No surprise, he's from there, and easily probably insert him into that lineup, you win a World Series, and and you're highly favorites even more to win the World Series next year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Giants were an option as well if they could put together a contender, and then apparently the Red Sox are still on that list. Um, Let's talk about the Red Sox option, because that's what we do. Dodgers would be... Fun to watch for sure. Putting him in that lineup with Bellinger and those guys, um, San Francisco maybe, but I don't even know if it's worth it for them because they need to put together a roster. Um, and that brings up the Red Sox, and you know he's been tossed around. There's other options, which we'll get to. You know, J.D. Martinez, Hosmer, um, I think Jacob Duda, right, was an option that got brought up as well. So there's guys out there besides him to fill that bat, but. The Stanton option is so intriguing to a lot of people because he's been linked to the Red Sox for a couple summers now. I mean a couple winters now to play here over the summer, and this time it's a realistic option. They're trying to get rid of him. It's a matter of do you give up a piece like Ben plus pieces, other pieces, to, to, to do that. I don't know if I'm willing to do that. I think you do it. Um, I, I think as much as it would suck to get rid of other pieces, I, I think you have to do it if you're the Red Sox because that's what you're lacking.
2: I mean, I don't think uh, giving up Benintendi would be their, their best move. Um, and I think to get someone like Stanton, I think the Marlins would ask for, for Benintendi, Devers, uh, maybe even JBJ. I think the asking price is going to be extremely high. Um, and I don't think – I mean, I see why, Jared, that you say that you do do that. I understand the Red Sox need a bat. But at the same time, you can't give away all of your young talent. And I know – it's. Dombrowski. He's known for doing this. He's already destroyed the farm system here. Um, And it's just not worth giving up people, or at least Benintendi, who's going to be great for at least the next 10 years.
1: Hold on. I need to pause this for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's too too risky. I mean, I feel like you'd have to give up Benintendi, Devers, hopefully not both, but they might ask for both. And then maybe other people, I don't know, Jay Groom or somebody like that. It just seems like too much for him. And the cold weather thing? Yeah, but it's warm most of the baseball season. Yeah, people. Even, Hanley, even Hanley
0: goes home. Like, he doesn't stay up here in the snow. <laughs> yeah,
1: so what, That if that's his reason that he doesn't want to come here because of the cold weather, he's an idiot because it's not that cold.
2: I mean, so, they go to Florida in February anyway.
1: Yeah, then- you literally have to deal with, like, one cold month maybe like a month and a week
2: maybe. yeah and i know and, april can be rough it can be really really cold but i mean i went to a game in april where it was warmer than I, a game i went to in june you just never know like exactly. eh, yeah. i mean whatever
0: and if you play a game in october and november like if you're on a good team and you're playing there like what she wants to be there's a good chance you're playing in a cold weather city in the playoffs anyway and we running in the jackets and winter hats so it's not like he's gonna avoid it even if he plays in la or anywhere but um look I'm a big fan of it. I, I I'm all in. I love it. I can't. I hope it happens. I'm sure you guys aren't surprised by that at all. Um, you willing to give
1: up anybody? and Everybody?
0: I don't sure. think you have to give up Ben Benatendi and Devers. I think that's the big thing. Is if you give up both of them, then no. That that's kind of where I draw the line. But I think you can get away with giving up one of them, Bogarts, which I hate to say, but Bogarts, um, Jackie Bradley, because you know you can afford to do that when when you're bringing in a guy like that now. It's a little less appealing to me because you know you have guys like JD Martinez who you can bring in without having to give anybody up, Hosmer, those guys who can fill the needs without having to trade. But the thing is, that dude could probably rake like eighty homers at Fenway Park. Like he's like, <laughs> like Aaron Aaron Judge at Yankee Stadium equals like what he would do at Fenway Park. And selfishly, mm-hmm. I kind of want for the rivalry. To, Having Stanton and Judge to go in the same division play each other that many times per year in each other's home backyards, I think that would be phenomenal for baseball. Um, And that part is why I kind of am rooting for it too. But overall, I think he's your best option for filling that need, and that also helps Hanley too. It protects him in the lineup. Now, I don't think J.D. Martinez is a scrub by any means, but I think when Giancarlo Stanton's on the table, you you deal for him and then you ask questions later. And that's Dombrowski's M.O., so I wouldn't be surprised if it actually happens.
2: I think Martinez is asking for way too much money. I mean, I've seen reports yeah. out there asking or say, saying what he's asking for. You must stand money. It, exactly, and <laughs> it's like, I mean, I I just kind of see it like as just a bust waiting to happen. Like it's like a Adrian Gonzalez kind of thing. I mean, not maybe not to that extent, but just...
1: David Price. <clears throat> we'll have, will you?
2: Eh, maybe. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not ready to call him a bust yet because he was phenomenal in the bullpen. So <laughs> I have to give him that. But uh Still not worth it at all. No, I mean out of the, <laughs> out of you know Martinez, Hosmer, and uh, Stanton. Of course, I want Stanton. I mean, he's just that's the big name out there. That's the that's the team everybody wants right now. But right. At, I mean, if if I got to choose second, I'm going Eric Hosmer. I mean, you, how, I I'd want him over Martinez any day.
0: Ew, really though? That's the, that's the guy that's the... Over,
2: Marti- Over Martinez, yeah.
0: I uh, see I I want Martinez because you need power. Like that first baseman's role, I understand Hosmer in the clubhouse. And he's a good hitter. Like his average is always there and he just won the gold glove. But the fact of the matter is you need less defensive first base and more power. That's what you're lacking. That's where that lineup needs help and I I trust J.D. More, Martinez more in terms of power than I do Hosmer. So if if Giancarlo Stanton's not even in play, I think J.D.'s your first choice, but it, I'm not paying him that money either. So you got to find that fine line.
1: Yeah, money aside, I would pick Martinez over Hosmer, but if Martinez wants 7 years to 10 million, uh maybe not. Give me Hosmer at that point. But so I mean so ownership, aside- ownership
0: ownership might even just say what you're saying, Jess. Money aside, I'm taking JD, just pay the guy because they've already come out and said we're not we don't care about the taxes, we're going to we're all in and that's about damn time is about, is my opinion. But like if that's the case and they really are all in and they want to back that up why not just go pay the guy if they they can afford it? Just pay him.
1: Yeah, if they don't care, go for it. But their money, not yeah, mine. So if if right, if Stan's off the board, if, if that's the case, But I have a question for you guys. If if you do get Stan and you only have to give up Ben attendee or Devers as the main piece, who would you rather get rid of between those two guys?
2: I was going to ask this, you devil.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway. I um, see that's a good question
0: because you don't. It it's hard because you know you have to figure out. Um, which one has more value long-term. And honestly, just because of who you'd be getting back, I'd be more willing to give up Benintendi because you're getting an outfielder in return who's a stud. And you can easily shift it around and figure it out. But the way Devers can hit the ball and the the defense has gotten better, as much as I love Benintendi and what he's done, Devers has shown such poise at this age that I'd feel okay giving up Benintendi, especially because of the outfielder that you're actually getting in return.
2: Yeah, I'm the exact opposite. I completely give up Devers, which uh... no, don't get suckered
0: in by the flu. He <laughs> cut his hair, Lauren. Remember that. He cut his hair.
2: Hey, he's got a golden doodle. I got a soft spot for those <laughs> things. Um, but Looks I think.
1: aside, he- though. Still Benintendi?
2: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I am I'm stick with Benintendi because he's proven himself the last year or two, especially this last year. Um, his offense, his defense. Every week I say this his plate patience. And it's not that I don't have any faith in Devers. I I know he's going to be great. Um, I know his defense is only going to improve. His batting is going to improve. And yeah, he can hit the ball. He strikes out a lot. He's, he's a young kid. He's he's going to learn. But I'm going to take the guy I have more confidence in to to keep on my team and give up the guy who's going to be a young stud because of who we're getting in return.
0: If you but if you give up Tenney, if you give up Devers, excuse me, like in your scenario, who plays third base? We
2: got a plethora of utility players. We got Alex Cora, and then we have...
0: <laughs> <laughs> throw, the, throw the manager at third base. He can do it. Ultimate utility uh, guy still playing while he manages. That's the ultimate utility guy, right? That's Brock Holt's future. That's that's what he's doing down the road. You, know,
2: I was thinking, you, have, you have Brock Holt. You have Nunez, who could probably play third. Um, uh, Blake Swihart, I saw, was connected to third base today, which was very weird. I don't know how much I trust that. But, you know, there's other options, and we've had way worse people at third base over the last few years yeah
1: um, Sandoval.
2: yeah it. yeah, exactly that guy <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it, third base you know it's not an easy position to play at all but I think when we have such a solid outfield especially an outfielder in Benintendi especially somebody who's so young and who's going to hit 20 home runs at least for the next like, 10 years you keep him. you you keep you invest in this kid there's a reason he was a number one prospect in all of baseball there's and he wants to be here, so I'm I'm holding on to Ben for the life of me. Like, We can give you Devers, do not take Andrew Ben Yeah,
1: I, I totally agree. I agree with what you're saying, Jared, in terms of position, because that makes more sense. But in terms of the player I want to keep, I'm keeping Ben Attendee. Maybe it's because I fell for him so hard. <laughs> yes, I know, I'm, I'm a <laughs> man. Looks. But I, I fell hey, for, he's I, attractive, man, I, I'm not going to hide that. Honestly, I'm not even talking about his looks. I fell in love with his play and just how... Easy, he made a look, and how it's just he just did everything the right way. He seems like a Boston player. If Boston's not for everyone, we know that very well. Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez, and uh, Pablo Sandoval. List goes on and on. Yeah, everybody, (laughs) David bryce So, and Ben attendee can play here, and I mean, so obviously Devers can't do. He played great in the last couple months of the season when he started, but. I just At this point, maybe I haven't seen enough at Devers, but it's just like Benintendi is my guy. But really, when it comes down to it all, I don't want to go up either of them, which is why I don't want Stan because I don't think it's going to happen anyway. And so
0: you can see the argument for, you know, why J.D. Martinez is a better fit. If they're, if they're willing to spend the money... Pay the guy, bring him in. He slots right into first base, and you don't give up anybody on the roster. That might That's be, sh- and that might be yeah. something that you know works out in their favor, and that might be something that Broski's looking at because one, he's saying he's going to open the-, the checkbook, he's going to open up his man purse and pay the dude. And <laughs> at that point, you don't know what's going to happen. If he if he knows he already's on the hot seat for trading all these prospects, why would he risk trading more? So. That's the other side to the equation, too. He's already traded half the farm system away in questionable deals, mind you, um, to, a.k.a. Travis Shaw, mayor of Ding Dong City himself, no longer in a Boston uniform for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Um, I, I, I want Stanton. I think I see why Ben I You can make an argument for both of them. Honestly, Devers just swing reminds me of Griffey, and that's part of it, too, because uh, it's just so smooth and so clean already. Um, so, I don't know. But I think long-term, either one of those you can make an argument for. Now... Do you think the Red Sox get one of those three guys, or does it come out of nowhere for the fourth option, plan D, when it's not Stanton, Hosmer, or JD?
2: I mean, I think they're going to get one of the three. Um, The only thing that made me weary was when it said Bryce Brents is going to be the uh, fourth outfielder. I was like, I completely forgot that we had this guy on our roster. He's
1: been raking, too. He deserves a chance, yeah.
2: Oh, I mean, I agree, but I was like, oh, okay, so that kind of threw a red flag like maybe we won't get any of these guys but i think at the end of the day one of them's coming here
1: yeah i agree i think one of the three is as well i don't think it's stan for what you said jared like all right you've already traded away a lot of the farm system i can't see him doing it again especially if stan isn't even sold that he wants to be here if he's worried about the cold he's not going to pull the trigger on that honestly i think that if I, like I said, I prefer Martinez, but I feel if I had to make a prediction of the three of those, I think they're going to get Hosmer. I think Hosmer would be the low-risk option, especially if
0: they're trying to bolster other options, too, whether it be extra bullpen arms or anywhere else in the lineup. I mean, if they don't want to tinker with this too much, and the way they're talking, Core has been talking about what they have on the roster, so is Dombrowski. You know, it could be a Put Hosmer in there, bring him in for the clubhouse, and, and rebuild what you have. Um, but who knows? That that's kind of what Dombrowski gets paid for. Unfortunately, we don't. We're not in his mind. Um, let me ask you this then: Before we move on, where, if it's not in the Red Sox uniform, where is Stanton playing next year? Because I, I think it's going to be some wild card team. It might even be the Yankees. Who knows? But I, I don't think it's going to be his list. I don't think he's going to go to the Dodgers because they're going to have. He's going to have to rework his deal to go there. And I don't even know if he's willing to do that. But. I think it's gonna be some one off team we don't even know about.
2: Yeah, I think it's gonna be the, the Dodgers or the Giants. Um, I can't imagine him wanting to go to the Giants because of the season they had last year, but if he's really concerned about that warm climate, San Francisco's a nice the, place to be. San
0: Francisco does have a nice baseball culture. Like they have a history of winning. Yeah, they're not great right now. But like they have a they, beautiful field too. They have a beautiful field, it's not massive. It's in San Francisco and so he's from out there, at least in the area and the fact is they know how to win and they, they still have that culture.
2: Yeah, I I don't I just don't see Stanton going to a team where it's I don't want to say guaranteed, but I mean if you go to the Dodgers, you know it's, they're, they're most likely going to make the playoffs. If you go to Boston, we're most likely going to make the playoffs. So, if it's not the Red Sox, I think it's going to be it's going to be the Dodgers or the Giants. At, at the end of the day, it's, I think it's going to be the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, I would lean more towards the Dodgers unless it is some random team, like Jared said. I don't see him leaving the Marlins where he can't win to go to the Giants where they suck, to go to the Phillies where they suck. You know, like, why would he go to another garbage yeah, team? Yeah, he's only leaving he's to another, win. He's only know? leaving to win. Right. Yeah. Right. If he's going to stay, if he's gonna be in a crappy team just stay with the Marlins, what's the point of going to another team and doing the same thing? Yeah, so, keep,
0: keep your lifestyle in <laughs> <on> Miami.
1: <laughs> for that reason, I think probably someone like the Dodgers or maybe the Yankees, like you said, Jared, or somebody like that, but... I don't see him going to another garbage, bottom of the league, basement team that he's already done for several years. Yeah,
0: I have to imagine that. um, It, I think the random team—I don't even know who it would be—but I just feel like all these always, always with these big-name players and these big-name trades, it always ends up being someone that we don't know about until we start hearing reports as it gets closer, or just all of a sudden people keep it super quiet. Like you know, it's not even close to the same thing. But like when the Celtics hired Brad Stevens, no one even knew about that until it just popped up. Because they didn't even, coached so, in the NBA, they didn't even right. coach in the NBA. Like, um, I think it's going to be somewhere where we don't really know if it's not Boston. I, I, I want it to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you're going to end up with Martinez, to be 100% honest with you. I think they're going to open the checkbooks and, uh, and pay that guy. Because Honestly, I wouldn't hate it either because, again, not my money. Who cares? Um, and he, I think he would do well here. He would be a good fit. But um, don't forget, this this week's show is brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings.com. Listen up. who Fans basketball season is back. And now that your favorite hardwood heroes have returned to the action, including masked Kyrie Irving, it's time for you to put your fantasy knowledge to the test to win huge cash prizes every single night playing one-day fantasy basketball at DraftKings.com. Of course, at DraftKings, you know there are so many ways to play. You can choose from public contests with huge cash prizes or private leagues versus uh, your friends and colleagues at work if you want to be the top dog there. They've even got beginner and casual contests when you'll play against people of similar skill levels. So if you're new, uh, don't feel left out. And the best part is you get to draft a new team each and every day, and drafting a team is arguably the best part of fantasy sports in general. Just ask Dan from St. Louis or Jeremy from Austin. Winning cash is all about uh, what DraftKings is for, and they both turned a $3 entry into a 1000 bucks. You get huge cash prizes and bragging rights await only at DraftKings. So use our code CLNS at DraftKings.com to play free with your first deposit for your share of $10,000. Who doesn't need that cash with the holidays coming up? Don't wait. Use the code CLNS at DraftKings.com now to choose your lineup, and you can seriously cash in tonight. That's code CLNS, only at DraftKings.com. The game inside the game, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply, and see DraftKings.com for more details. Um, and it's here for Dan. Dan, man. Dan and Jeremy. Dan, those, man. Those guys. Dan, <laughs> Dan the man walking away with some serious cash from DraftKings. And uh, yeah. def- Definitely check it out, and we'll be putting together some listener leagues as well, I believe, in the works. So keep an eye out having fun with that, but um, let's talk about a little more Red Sox news here, what Mookie Betts can't do is, is beyond me, this dude is, is a stud, wins a gold glove, and then goes ahead and bowls a perfect game, This, this I know he's a bowler, and we all know he's a bowler, but I feel like every offseason it pops up that he's a bowler, and then all of a sudden now he comes out and throws a perfect game in the World Series bowling, this dude is hands down the face of the Red Sox, in my opinion, unless you bring Stanton in, and even then, Mookie Betts is the face of the Red Sox because of everything he does on and off the field, and bowling a perfect game puts another thing on top of that.
1: Wait, I mean, now he's the face of the Red Sox? Just like a month ago, you were saying that Hanley Ramirez is the best hitter and blah blah blah, which I wasn't there to, to refute. Which okay, pissed me here's off. the deal: you don't
0: have to be the be- <laughs> you don't have to be the best hitter to be the face of the Red Sox. Is a big difference. Okay.
1: I really just needed to bring that back up. You really happened. hate me for saying that, don't you? Yeah, it really bugged me. I just, I really, I get really angry about it. I was like, no, Hamlin's not the best hitter on this team. <laughs> best
0: pure hitter in in the team by far. Ugh. All right. Anyway, back
1: to bets. Yes, amazing. I don't know how you can be that good at baseball and then bowl perfect games too. How how can you be that good at two different sports? That's incredible.
2: <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, like the tweet that was sent out um, of him, like his last ball that was uh, like the the game, the three 300th- hundred point i don't know how bowling works um <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I really don't well, i know it's perfect but the um there was a video of him and just like it was just so perfect the placement was perfect like the little like curve was perfect i'm like this guy could be a pitcher I it could be
0: like a i soft, love the way she talks about bowling when she doesn't know about bowling it's great i really don't i don't know anything about ball bowling. that thing and <laughs> thing. that little curve into <laughs> the pins that that's great <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's nothing we need to harp on, but I think it's just crazy that, like, this dude legit, like, could easily just focus on bowling, still make a good amount of money, and end up in, like, the Bowling Hall of Fame, which there is a thing, and we wouldn't even question it. He'd just be an amazing bowler and and be over it, but, like, this dude is a really good baseball player, stud guy, almost MVP last year, gold glove this year, and then goes and turns around and is one of the best bowlers out there, too. It's crazy. I'm tired. Right? Under, Isn't he using yeah, enough d- for different the muscles. Season? Underhand and overhand, man. Different muscles. That's true, yeah.
1: He looks so normal, too, when he's out there bowling. Like He, he doesn't lo- look like an athlete. Oh, he looks like
0: a bowler. He looks like a bowler. When he's he just him. looks
1: like a regular dude, 5'10", 5'11", just throwing the ball really well. You would never know he's an athlete. I wouldn't. You Like you said, you just think, you just think you'd be a bowler. You know, just a good Se- bowler.
0: Seriously. All right, that's enough of Mookie Betts bowling. Let's get to the uh, stuff around the league before we get out of here for the week. Again, off-season show. It's nice and short and to the point. Um... Awards were handed out this week. We got some taste of the awards. Uh, Rookie of the Year awards, Aaron Judge in the AL, Cody Bellinger in the NL. Uh, any surprise there, guys? Not really to me, but...
1: Both unanimous, too. Yep. Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, obviously. I mean, we talked about this last week in the show. Judge was obviously going to win Rookie of the Year. In either year, Ben and Tandy, but not this year. Judge was too good. 52 homers. Same thing with Bellinger. I mean, he was great. He had a fantastic season. He was far and away better than anybody else in the National League, so... Both unanimous and not surprising in the least.
2: No, I mean, it's hard to look past 52 home runs in a rookie year. So, I mean, like you said, Jess, any other year, it's, it's Ben Intendi's award. But Judge was just too good. I mean, Ben had 20 home runs. Judge hit his 20th home run in like, June. So,
0: in like
1: April? Just- yeah, seriously, like week <laughs> the one. First
0: two weeks of the season. 20 home runs yeah. in one week. like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, good for him. It, he, had a, he was fun to watch throughout the year. Um, but, and same with Bellinger. Bellinger was a lot of fun. And there was just not really two other players that, or another player that was better than either of those two.
0: Uh, manager of the Year Awards, Tori Lavulo. Hey, now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Red Sox. Oh, what could have been? So, take a pause there. Uh, the Diamondbacks and then Paul Molitor of the uh, Minnesota Twins. Now, Diamondbacks, not really surprised by Tori Lavulo one, because we knew he would be a good manager. Two, they took that team to complete 180 and took them to what we thought would have been World Series, and we were completely wrong about that. <laughs> but,
1: um, he won it easily, too. Not even close. Yeah,
0: and Paul Mulder, I, I think that's an interesting choice, but I like it, because the Twins were good this year, and they weren't expected to be good, and they, they were fighting right there, they were in the wild card spot, and I think a lot of people went, huh, the Twins. And I think if you're a manager on a team like that, I think you've done pretty good, because you weren't expected to be that good.
2: Yeah, I mean, you said it all right there. It's funny, because I didn't even really give give it a thought when it was announced that he won. I was like, Oh, like I forgot, kind of forgot about the twins after the season ended, but um, I mean, good for him. The twins were good this season. They were, I mean, I thought they were fun to watch from time to time. And of course Lavulo, you know, soft spot in my heart for that man. But I, I'm really glad he got an opportunity to, to manage. And I'm glad it came with the diamondbacks and I'm glad that he did what he did with this team this past season. So I mean, good for the both of them. I think, you know, it's only going to be up from there for for both these teams and the managers as well. Obviously, we know Lavulo can manage. We saw it when Farrell was out with uh, getting treated for cancer, and now we can. Now we definitely know he's capable of managing a completely different team on his own.
1: Yeah, that's impressive. I'm not surprised he won anyone easily. So that's good for him. I'm happy about that. I differ a little bit from you guys on on the American League one. I thought it was going to be AJ Hinch. And he only yeah. had one first-place vote, and I was surprised about that. He came in third after uh, after Molitor and uh, Francona. I mean, Francona wouldn't even have been in the conversation if they didn't win 22 games in a row, so I don't know about that. Um, but I thought it was going to be Hinch, getting over 100 wins. I mean, yes, I, I get the Molitor case. You lost over 100 games last year, two years ago now, I guess, for calling last, this season last season. Uh, and then this past season, you know, they won 85 games and got into the wild card. My problem with that is, and um, I read an article by Tim Britton from Providence Journal about this, was just like one season with Mulder. It's like, okay, they lost 100 games last year, now they win 85. Well, most teams don't get to the wild card winning 85 games. That's usually not enough. So in a regular season, they may not have even made it. And Maybe they weren't as bad as 100 wins last year, so that makes the turnaround not seem quite as good. And then what H- what Hinch did you know, over the last couple seasons with a little bit of a down year last year and then just coming out of nowhere and winning the World Series this year. I know that playoffs aren't counting into it, but I think he should have gotten more credit. And I think it should have been a lot closer than it was.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Hinch would have been a lot of people's choice. I'm, I'm not like mad at Molitor because of the situation. That's kind of where I was going no. with that. But and, and I think Francona, honestly, I think they just vote people. Whenever someone gets a chance to vote Francona for Manager of the Year, it's going to happen because everyone knows he's one of the best managers in baseball. Um, so right. he arguably could win it every year as long as his team is good, but I think Hinch has obviously a real argument. You know, you have a team that wasn't wasn't good last year, was good this year, went all the way to the World Series, and, and everyone that you talk to in terms of players says he's a big reason why it happened. Um, putting the team right. on his back, getting to know the players, things like that. Hopefully, that's what Alex Cora learned from from him as he comes over to the Red Sox. That's all a lot of people are praising Alex Cora for too. So hopefully, there's a connection there. Um, but so that, that's a big argument. Maybe Alex Cora wins Manager of the Year, 2018. World Series Red Sox. Uh, who knows? But um, oh, yeah. but look, here's the deal. I, I'm not mad at Muller by any means. I think it's a good it's a good choice too. I'm just surprised that Hinch didn't even come second. That's kind of where it got me. If he's not even going to yeah. win, I don't Same. understand why it couldn't have been over Francona.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I was definitely surprised that it wasn't Hinch just because you know just hundred you said it hundred wins, um, and I know the playoffs don't count, but still, just I mean, the Astros won a hundred games, and I've said it best
1: team all year long, Mm -hmm. and
2: and I said that nobody would recognize that they were in the American League until they did something memorable, and here we are talking about them doing something memorable, and it's just kind of weird, you know, what he did. Like he leads this team to the World Series, and he really just kind of turned the team around, and he doesn't get really recognized for it. But I mean, I do see the argument for Francona as well. I mean, he's just. Conners Francona's Francona, we know exactly what he's capable of, but um, I was I was surprised that it wasn't A.J. Hinch when the night the awards were announced, I'm like, nah, it's going to be him. So just kind of put my phone down, kind of walked away from the TV, and I come back, and I'm like, hmm, that was not A.J. Cause Hinch.
1: Because t- we talked about that last week, how we thought it was going to be him. Yeah. All of a sudden, Malder, I mean, like I said, I'm not surprised about that, because they had a good season, too. I just at least thought it would be, like, Close within like close. a few points, yeah. and it was closer than the National League one, but it wasn't that close.
0: So. No,
1: yeah, no, and I, and I obviously, yeah, it makes
0: complete sense. And before we get out of here, let's talk about as well um, because you know, the Cy Young Award was given as well. Corey Kluber in the AL and uh, Max Scherzer in the NL. Corey Kluber got 28 first place votes, Chris Sale got two, and in the NL, Max Scherzer got 27 and Clayton Kershaw got three typical names as always. Um, are you guys really surprised by either of these? Because I know we talked about Chris Sale. And then he kind of fell off like he usually does because of workload. And Corey Kluber kind of came back into the scene when they had that winning streak at the end of the year. At that point, I think we all kind of conceded Chris Sale wasn't going to get it. But now it's official. I'm I want I'm curious who the three the two people were who voted for Chris Sale because um, I think at this point it almost should have been unanimous that it was Kluber.
2: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm not surprised at all. I think we've said it for a while now. I think we said in September that Chris Sale kind of blew it with you know with the workload and it sucks because 308 strikeouts. Um, all he did this season was definitely remarkable, but he just fell off in September and Corey Kluber was just that much more dominant. I mean, the Indians had that ridiculous streak as well, that winning streak. And, you know, he just, he got, he caught fire at the right time and he just never, never really let it go. And that's, that was the difference between him and sale right there. Um, but sorry, Chris sale will win Cy Young in 2018. So I'm not worried about it. Um, And then Scherzer, uh, no, I'm not really surprised. I knew it was going to be between between him and Kershaw. I do think I said I thought Kershaw was going to win, but I'm not surprised that that it's Scherzer at all. They said typical names that we hear all the time, and uh, I kind of want to know who the two people who voted for Sale were too, just so I can give them a hug.
1: (laughs) Maybe they were stuck back in the, uh, like, two months ago. (laughs) Back before he he struggled a little bit, because he no doubt would have gotten it then. People were talking about MVP, for Christ's sake. And then now he's even win Cy Young, so it's sad. It's too bad, but Kluber definitely deserved it. That's his second uh, Cy Young of his career, so pretty impressive there. And then Scherzer winning back-to-back Cy Youngs—that That is really extremely difficult to do. That's super impressive. That guy's an animal, and obviously he won it easily, getting almost all the first-place votes. So. Wish the Nationals would stop choking. I <laughs> know. Uh, two multi, uh, multi-hardware award winners there with Kluber and Scherzer, so pretty impressive pitchers they are.
0: Yeah, and look, it's the same names every year. not really surprised by any of that, but um, we'll leave it at that for the week. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore B. Any big news, you'll hear about it. Uh, Facebook, Red Sox Beat Podcast, at CLNS Media on Twitter. Facebook, the same thing. And don't forget our good friends at Harry's Razors. Um, Look, we all have tried it out. Uh, the three of us, and, and they've been gracious enough to let us kind of have a chance of trying it out. and It's great, um, and the best part about it is it's, it's 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 inexpensive. They just they cut out the middleman, and Harry's is so confident uh, that you're going to love their blades just like we did. They're going to give you a trial shave for free when you sign up at Harry's.com backslash Red Beat. All you got to do is pay for shipping, and uh, it's all about the great shave. And basically, it's why over 300 million guys have switched to Harry's. It cuts out the middleman. It saves the price. Um, Jess, I know you use it as well, and you got a clean shave going on there too, my friend, newly married. Yeah, it was man. getting a
1: little scraggly, so uh, you know we took a little bit off here.
0: <laughs> uh, look, <laughs> hey, uh, and look, it's fair, and it's it's a lot cheaper than going to the store. And Jeff and Andy, they were two ordinary guys. They fed up with the pricing themselves, just like you know some of us were, and uh, they started Harry's to fix that issue. And now you can try it for free. Go to Harry's.com. It's a thirteen-dollar value. For free, when you go to sign up and you go to Harrys.com backslash Red, red socks beat right now, uh, and you get your thirteen dollars value box, a lot in there for free. So, like I said, just cover shipping. Uh, you're going to get a weighted, ergonomic razor handle. You get a five precision blades. You're going to get rich lathering shave gel, so you don't. Rough up the face and a nice travel blade cover, so you can take it with you on the go as well as you're going to work. And uh, some people take emergency shaves on the road. Who knows? People are people are crazy. Got to look clean shaven. So, like I said, Harrys.com backslash Red Sox Beat if you want to look as good as Jess, check it out. Uh, just pay for the shipping again. That's Harrys.com backslash Red Sox Beat. Uh, keep an eye on the network Facebook page as the three of us have been sparking with the idea. And as big news happens, we might do some Facebook Live Q and A's over the winter uh, to kind of keep you guys up to date throughout the off season as Red Sox maybe trade for and Carl Stan, maybe they don't. Who knows? But we're gonna do some Q and A's as Jess shakes his head at me uh, <laughs> over Facebook Live as well. So stay tuned for that, you guys. Gonna be super interactive with that. I'm super excited to start those as well. So keep an eye out for that, and maybe we'll get some of the uh, the Red Sox big team involved as well. So. Until next week, for Jess Thomas, Lauren Campbell, I am Jared Scalley This has been Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Media. Talk to you next week.